first lesson for this fifth Sunday in Lent is found recorded in the, in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 31, beginning at the 31st verse. Yes, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their fathers when I took them by the hand and led them out of the land of Egypt. They broke that covenant of mine, although I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. But this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law in their minds, and I will write it on their hearts. I will be their God, and they will be my people. No longer will each one teach his neighbor, or each one teach his brother, saying, Know the Lord because they will all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their guilt, and I will remember their sins no more. This is the word of the Lord. Our second lesson is found recorded in the book of Hebrews, chapter 5, beginning at the seventh verse. In the days of his flesh he offered prayers and pleas with loud cries and tears, to the one who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence. Although he was the son, he learned obedience from the things he suffered. And after he was brought to his goal, he became the source of eternal salvation for everyone who obeys him. This is the word of the Lord. We read from the Gospel of John, chapter 12, beginning at the 20th verse. Now there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the festival. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and asked him, Sir, we want to see Jesus. Philip went to tell Andrew. Andrew came with Philip and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, The time has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Amen, amen, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it continues to be one kernel. But if it dies, it produces much grain. Anyone who loves his life destroys it, and the one who hates his, hates his life in this world will hold on to it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me, and where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, this is the reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. A voice came from heaven. I have glorified my name, and I will glorify it again. The crowd standing there heard it and said, It thundered. Others said, An angel talked to him. Jesus answered, This voice was not for my sake, but for yours. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be thrown out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to indicate what kind of death he was going to die. This is the gospel. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for consideration is found recorded. In the book of Acts, chapter 2, beginning at verse 1, it is 
the account of Pentecost, which in the Christian church we celebrate as the birth date of the Christian church because 3,000 were baptized on the day of Pentecost. And this is the second window of the New Testament side of the stained glass windows. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the rushing of a violent wind came from heaven, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. They, they saw divided tongues that were like fire resting on each one of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak another language, since the Spirit was giving them the ability to speak fluently. Now there were godly Jewish men from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. When this sound was heard, a crowd came together and was confused because each one heard them speaking in his own language. They were completely baffled and said to each other, Look, are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them speaking in his own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia and of Judea, Cappadocia and Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya around Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes. Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring in their own languages the, wonder, the wonderful works of God. They were all amazed and perplexed. They kept saying to one another, what does this mean? But others mocked them and said, they are full of new wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and spoke loudly and clearly to them. Men of Galilee and all residents of Jerusalem, understand this and listen closely to my words. These men are not drunk as you suppose. It's only the third hour of the day. On the contrary, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. This is what God says will happen in the last days. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the skies above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and rising cloud of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And this will happen. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is the word of the Lord. Your brothers and sisters in Christ and heirs of everlasting life, out of all the stained glass windows that we have dedicated to be used in this house of the Lord, the stained glass window for today is the one I get asked the most questions. And the question is always the same. What are the orange dots over the heads of the men? And the orange dots are the tongues of fire that came to rest on each of them. But that wasn't the only thing that happened on that Pentecost. There was actually the sound of a violent wind. And you will notice in the stained glass window that there is also a black area to represent the door because they were not outside at the time. 
They were in a room, some say an upper room. Now the real question is, is how many received the tongues of fire? Well, certain, certainly there were the 12 apostles. Now keep in mind that when I say 12, Judas had already committed suicide. But he had been replaced with another disciple who is now called an apostle, and his name was Matthias. So the 12 apostles for sure would have been there. But because it says that they were all together in one place, many believe that there could have possibly been as many as 120, because 120 is mentioned in Acts chapter 1. Which means that not only the, did the apostles receive the tongues of fire and heard the sound of the rushing of the wind and the violent wind, but quite possibly men and women who were disciples received this gift of the Holy Spirit. Now all of this took place on what is called the Feast of Weeks. It's also called the Feast of the First Fruits, and it's also called the Feast of the Harvest. This was the Feast of the Spring Harvest. The Fall Harvest, that was the harvest for the grapes. But in the spring, in Jerusalem and in Judea, there you have the harvest of the grain, especially the wheat. And a portion of that wheat was brought as a first fruit, dedicated to the Lord and given to the temple. It was also known as Pentecost, which simply is the word for, the Greek word, for 50th. Because it was the 50th day, and many say the 50th day, after the Passover, but that's not entirely correct. It's actually the 50th day after the Sunday after the Passover that Pentecost took place, this celebration of the Harvest Festival. In fact, it was considered to be one of three major festivals where the Jews were expected to all come to Jerusalem and worship the Lord at the temple. One of the three major festivals, among all the other festivals they had. And this was the festival that the Lord would send the Holy Spirit with the tongues of fire and that sound of the rushing wind. In fact, that Sunday after Passover is actually Easter. We celebrate the resurrection of our Lord. And it was the very Lord who for the next 40 days is going to be revealing himself, continuing to preach and teach, but at the end of that 40-day period, he will ascend back into heaven with the command that they were to go and stay in Jerusalem until the sending of the Holy Spirit. And then they were supposed to start in Jerusalem, go throughout Judea, head north to Samaria, and to the ends of the earth being Christ's missionaries and ambassadors and witnesses. So after 10 days, after his ascension, 50 days after his resurrection, with the disciples all together, the Holy Spirit came and manifested himself in such a beautiful way
but not just with the tongues of fire and not just with the sound of the rushing wind, but also he manifested himself by granting those disciples with the ability to speak in other tongues. Now, these other languages was not heavenly gibberish. It was not a brand new language that they were speaking, which everyone else would have to learn. They were simply speaking languages that were known at the time. Remember, there were Jews from all over, north, south, east, and west, coming to Jerusalem, bringing with them all their culture and their languages. And here the apostles were given the ability to speak in those languages without learning them. Even the crowd had to make the comment, are these men not Galileans? Galileans were known as more fishermen. These would have been blue-collar workers. These were not the men who were known to go to school, and, and, and these were not the men who walked away with the big college and, and master's or, or Ph.D. degrees. And yet they were given the ability to speak in languages that the rest could all understand because they were known languages of the time. And just think, the Holy Spirit, by doing this, gave them the ability to be able to speak in these languages in order to carry out the, the command that Christ gave them to go and make disciples of all nations. He gave them the gifts that were necessary and right at that moment for them to go from Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And the, the men who were included were certainly the four men that are represented in our stained glass window. From left to right, we have Matthew. And then we have John. And then we have Peter. And then we have Thomas. And the apostles did go out. And the word did spread. Not only did the Holy Spirit give them the opportunity, but he gave them the gifts needed. Now, you and I do not expect that the Holy Spirit's going to continue to give us the gift of speaking in tongues. But he has given us spiritual gifts. And even if it's not the gift of speaking in tongues, it may be the gift of any ability or talent that God has given you because we recognize that the very God who made us also blessed us with talents and abilities. These are not talents and abilities that we simply discover ourselves and that we've created ourselves. All of it is blessings of God and purely by his grace. And all of these talents and abilities that, that we all have is one thing you have to understand. We all have at least one. In fact, we have more than one. And all these talents and abilities are not the same. In fact, what is beautiful is these talents and abilities are not to be just used as individuals, but also together, especially as a congregation of believers. These talents and abilities that we have actually complement each other. And to use them together, God gave us these abilities just as he gave them to the apostles. He gave them to be used for the ministry. If you're using your talents and abilities for your own selfish purposes, 
then you're really misusing the gifts that God has given you. The first and foremost purpose of all abilities and talents is to use them to the glory of God and proclaiming his holy name. Because our very Lord has called us to join the apostles of old, like Matthew and John and Peter and Thomas, to proclaim that holy name to the ends of the earth. And what a privilege and joy it is to do just that and to use our talents and abilities to do just that. Now, with the sound of the violent wind, it was actually heard outside of the room. Crowd was starting to gather, wondering what is going on. And, of course, ignorance always leads to mocking. When people don't understand something, they love to make fun of it. And so the apostles and the disciples who were able to speak in these other known languages that they didn't learn, were being mocked that they've had too much new wine. In other words, they're drunk. Peter would actually stand and be, stand up for all of the apostles and disciples. And speaking for the group, he stated two important points that dare not be overlooked. He first of all stated that they're not drunk, because it's only 9 in the morning. And he's not simply saying that it's 9 in the morning. In other words, it's too early to start drinking. you got to wait till afternoon. That's not what he's saying. He's bringing up the third hour, which is 9 in the morning, because that is when the first set of prayers were given. And the Jews were known to fast before prayer time. And since oftentimes you would drink your wine with your meal, they wouldn't have been drinking nor eating before nine. That's why they couldn't be drunk. But of course, people would still make fun of it, so Peter came with a bigger and better reason. Everything that you're seeing is in fulfillment of Scripture, especially by the prophet Joel. And, and as he quotes Joel here, he makes it very, very clear that God had predicted that he would send the Holy Spirit so that sons and daughters and even um, male servants and female servants, both men and women, young, young and poor, rich and old, or, or young and, and old and rich and poor, would be able to proclaim God's holy word. Instead of God using a prophet or a priest and speaking to him to speak to the people, God is going to come to all believers with the Holy Spirit to bless them with the talents and abilities and also with the opportunities to proclaim his holy name. We would all get to enjoy that privilege and honor of technically being a prophet or technically being Christ's missionaries. And we would all do this, as it says here, in the last times, in the last days. And he speaks of the very last day is when the sun will turn dark and the moon will turn to blood before the great and glorious day of the Lord. And my dear friends, you and I are in those last times. We are in the last times when God has called us to also proclaim his holy name, knowing that the Holy Spirit is working in our hearts. The very Holy Spirit who has called us to faith is the very Holy Spirit who has called us to serve. 
but he doesn't step back and just leave us to our own fate. Again, he blesses us with the abilities and the opportunities and the gifts necessary to use them. And now is the time to use them. Now is the time to proclaim his holy name. Now is the time to stop being couch potatoes and be lazy and make excuses. We do not know when the Lord is going to take us from this life, and we certainly do not know when the Lord is going to come with the holy angels on the last day. But we know this, it is coming, and it is coming soon. And until that day, we do as God has called us to do. We keep preaching and teaching as we keep growing in his holy name. And now is the time. God bless our ministries, not just as individual ministries, but God bless the ministry of this, of this congregation as we use our talents and abilities together. Look for opportunities to share that holy name and knowing that the Holy Spirit, by the power of the word and that good news of the gospel, is working in your heart to proclaim the wonders of God just as the apostles and the disciples did at Pentecost. It wasn't the speaking in tongues that was the most important gift. It was using the speaking of tongues to proclaim the wonders of God that was the most important. Use your gifts to God's glory. And therefore, it is to the glory and praise of our Lord that we dedicate this window to the, to the glory of God and to the edification of all who enter into this house of the Lord, knowing that the Holy Spirit works through the word, yes, calling us to faith and calling us to serve. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.